And it is uh, hashtag, well, it's no longer the takeover because I'm back and I'm standing in for Songezo. And this is um, SAFM's The Viewpoint. Coming up next, World Mental Health Day. Mental health is a universal human right. So according to estimates by the World Health Organization, depression, anxiety cost the global economy one trillion US dollars in lost productivity annually, which is worsened by the increased pe- prevalence of chronic diseases such as diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, cancer. So in Africa, more than 116 million people were already estimated to be living with mental health conditions pre-pandemic, and this has likely increased substantially post-COVID. And health safety and environment regulators have traditionally placed emphasis on physical safety, accident, injury reduction, as well as maintaining sustainable work environments. However, with above-mentioned rise in mental health disorders and chronic illnesses, a more encompassing view of health and wellness is needed in organizations. And the spotlight turns to this, uh, this World Mental Health Day. I remember, I don't know whether it is still a thing because I know normal um, organizations or normally, maybe I should use the word normally, organizations used to have a certain department that just focused on wellness and well-being and they would have you know people that deal with ergonomics people you know uh, people that specialize with um psych well you would find psychologists a psychiatrist so in any case where you are at work and you, you you struggle with anxiety it was within that particular organization where then you go to that particular department you see either a nurse a psychologist a psychiatrist whoever is uh, appointed and then they can refer you to a hospital but i suppose things have long changed ever since but to join us online i've got chris van stratton uh, Dr. Chris Van Staden, Global Health Advisor, Clinical at um, um, International um, Level. Good evening and welcome to SAFM. Dr. Chris, good evening. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, thanks so much for inviting me on the show. It looks like our line is a little bit challenged. I think let's try and reconnect so that um, it's a little bit more clearer. 17 minutes after nine, and we are going to talk about Mental Health Day, which, of course, World Mental Health Day. And mental health is a universal human right. And at present moment, uh, we know, I mean, it has just become so prevalent that a lot of people struggle with anxiety, which which then leads to, in, in many cases, uh, unforeseen suicides. And it is just becoming, you know, the numbers are really becoming alarming. And the big question is, what has changed and what is happening? Let's give um, our line one more try. Uh, Dr. Chris, okay, we're going to give it another moment. I think we're just still trying to to connect. So suicide is very difficult, an emotional subject, very, very difficult to talk about. And as such, we often refrain from discussing it objectively uh, because it's very, very sensitive and an open discussion just becomes a little bit uncomfortable. And, you know, the topic is shrouded in taboo and myth as if no one understands why this happens. And it has become quite a worrying factor. If you look at 
um, students, that's university students, or basically during exam time, we find that suicide just becomes, you know, the numbers or the stats increase. And you begin to wonder why. Is it, is it the worrying factor of students? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? But what exactly happens? What triggers this scenario? We're just going to take a small break and then we'll come back to our guest. And that's uh, Dr. Chris Van Stratton joining us online. Let's take a small break. We'll be back. Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. Dr. Chris Van Stratton, good evening and welcome to The Viewpoint. Good evening, and I hope you can hear me this time. Oh, much better. Much, much yeah, better. Yeah, perfect. And thanks so much for inviting me on the call. World Mental Health Day. Uh, you know, it's not exactly what well, well, we have to acknowledge and be cognizant of the fact that this is a subject that needs to be discussed, especially uh, nowadays. I, have, I don't know why it has become uh, something that's troubling us as, as, as the people, but it has become so prevalent. Why is it so? Mm, mm, great question. And I, I wish we had hours to talk about it. I, I don't think we can unwrap it uh, in a half an hour discussion, but it's got many layers. The first thing I do want to say is, I think back when I was a child 30, 40 years ago, and in my grandparents' generation, you couldn't talk about depression or mental health or sex. These are things that were taboo. And at least I think we've gotten to a point, and I look at the younger generations and I go, wow, the people are increasingly acknowledging the impact mental health can have on individuals, on society, on our ability to work and work productively. And at least that, that conversation is getting going. And I love it that you'll invite people like me to talk on a show like this. So I think currently in South Africa, South Africa is really complex. We have this long and challenging history, uh, which has created a lot of inequalities, undertoes, poverty plays a massive role on people's mental health. And if your mental health is not good, you will tend not to be as physically good or strong, and it becomes a vicious cycle. I also believe and know, in fact, that prior the COVID pandemic, we were really you know, people, one got the sense that, yes, it was there, mental health issues, but there was more awareness and people were reaching out. I think the combination of pandemic, the combination of the lockdowns, the combination of the economic challenges, the combination of ESCOM and the black rolling blackouts, I think a lot of South Africans really have taken strain. And I think today we can take a pause and say, OK, but we've also survived much worse. And we, we can come out on top again and we need to reach out and support each other. Mm. It, is, it is quite true. But also just when I rewind, I think uh, if I go back to, and this is just an observation from my perspective, I think it was 20, 2019, we found a lot of, uh, especially individuals that are in, in the entertainment industry, uh, taking their lives. And I just couldn't, couldn't understand what was happening but also lately finding out that towards the end of the year when it's exam time um, university students um, for some bizarre reason the stats uh, suicide stats also kind of like you know they, they they become just a little bit higher yeah 
Yeah, so the numbers are, are quite shocking. And as a healthcare provider and as a doctor, someone who's, I've seen many deaths, I've had colleagues sadly take their own lives. Um, and it's been pretty traumatic. And as someone that's, especially during the pandemic, when we saw many of our colleagues and friends die from COVID, um, that was tough. And I, I don't think we need to minimize that. But what I can say for my own experience of that was that being able to reach out, whether it was to a close friend, I'm really blessed in that my wife is also a doctor. She was going through working at ICU and managing some really tough stuff. But at least we had each other and we could share our burden, if you want to put it that way. Mm. And the other thing that we both did, and in the beginning it wasn't easy, going, hey, I'm actually taking a strain. I'm into knowledge that is not easy. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a man, I'm a doctor, I'm supposed to be the strong guy. But during those dark, tough times, I, I reached out for professional help and counseling. In the beginning, I felt stupid, but it made a big difference. And to the point where, in fact, it's amazing to think the difference now in terms of my own life, my, my own marriage, uh, and the people around me, and how we can go on and have. But it's because we sought help and we got professional help. And I think in a lot of instances, um, it's, I've got this mixed feeling about social media. On the one hand, I think it connects people. Mm. But on the other hand, I think social media has played a very divisive role uh, in also making young people anxious and depressed and perhaps suicidal. Not blame, putting the full blame on social media, but there's enough data around it now to go, hey, it, it certainly can make things worse in the, in the wrong circumstances. Mm. And, and when you talk about pressure, I can, I can, I can really understand we spend so much time on on our devices we've just lost the essence of communicating and socializing in the most mm. basic way where it's human to human mm. and it's 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 real time it's it's physical rather than electronic and i think that just poses a lot of uh, discrepancies and i you know on the 10th of september uh, the, you know we commemorated world suicide prevention day and today being the 10th of october we are com commemorating world mental health day how can we mitigate how can we fix this problem is it fixable can we can we find means and ways to minimize you know uh, mental yeah. health disorders yeah Okay, so first things first, one, I think it's an awesome question. The answer is not simple. I wish it was, but it's not. But the answer is yes, I think we can. And like a lot of things in life, mental health and mental health wellness is on a spectrum. All of us will at some point experience feeling anxious, maybe before an interview or taking an exam or depression, a normal reaction if you've just lost a loved one or you've been retrenched and you're struggling with those feelings. But in most of us, if we have support and we have a plan, those feelings will pass. So that's kind of, it's normal. It, these, these feelings and the mental health issues can just be a normal reaction. Where it becomes a problem is where it becomes pervasive, severe, and impacts your ability to function fully and constructively in your relationships, whether it's a marriage or a family or in a professional context. And 
Here's what I know from my own experience as someone who's a professional in this space, but has also been challenged by this in my own life and family is, I think first and foremost is education, education and awareness. I love shows like this where we can really just try and talk about it and let people know it's okay. Mm. It's okay to go, hey, I am, <laughs> I'm a man, I have a great job, I do good things, but yes, I have had times that I struggled and yes, I've reached out for help. I think that's important. I, it's so, I know I said in the beginning, yes, in some ways, I think we've improved from previous generations, but there's still a lot of stigma. I think a lot of people still feel alienated, alone, if they're battling with mental health, and that just makes it worse. And if someone broke their leg, you wouldn't kick them out of your house or or, or say, hey, well, geez, we're not going to support you. Well, some of these mental health issues are related to something very physical and organic. Mm. Some, there is depression that is a physiological disease. It's not like someone could help that. And alienating that person doesn't help. In fact, bringing them in closer, keeping them working, but in the right context and space can be hugely beneficial for all involved. So I think it's really about education, awareness, busting stigma, and leadership. We need leaders, people who can stand up and say, right, this is normal, this is human, let's be open about it, and let's take on these challenges. And then for me, the big focus too, I'm increasing at the beginning of the clip, just before the line drop, you said something that I think is really important. Many of the big Fortune 500 companies, and some of which we've been privileged to work with, they do have a doctor or nurse in the workspace. Mm. They do have a psychologist. And here's the thing, too. They've been doing research on this and found that for every dollar that they were spending on keeping people fit and healthy, so gym, good food in the canteen, and access to medical or psychological support in the workplace, over time, let's say two to three years, your return on investment, in other words, less absenteeism, less people re resigning, teams being more productive and getting the projects done on time, your, your return on investment is about three to four dollars per dollar spent. And then you start seeing this in a much bigger picture. It's good for the people, the society, and for the business. And I think that's, it's a cliche, but that's a one-one. And I think that's Really, we need to start thinking of a bigger picture. It's not just the individual, but the individual part of the community and part of the workspace. Mm. And and lastly, red flags. Are there any red flags? Yes, yes. And yes, how yes. do we identify okay. them? Good. Now, again, this will vary from person to person. I'm one of those people that uh, I like performing, and I used to be a musician before I studied medicine. But if I am feeling down, I withdraw and I become quiet. So it's, it's important to know the person. Uh, if you've got someone who's normally, it's a change in behavior. So if someone is really acting out of their regular behavior, sometimes it's good just to, hey, how are you doing? Is something going on? Can, can we support? And some of the good training I've had personally, but also we've seen as manager training, how to pick up the red flags. So change in behavior, Sometimes if someone is depressed, it's sometimes very obvious. People draw into themselves, less engaging, less productive. And if there are any talk about suicidal ideations or death, then again, professionally, may sometimes it isn't me the person that needs to approach, but finding someone who could connect with that person 
uh, and reach out to them. And even if we're not helping, perhaps connect them with professionals who can support. So yeah, red flags, really important. It will vary depending on the person and the context, but it's often that withdrawal, change in behaviors and or suicidal ideation of talk important to them tactfully engage. That's Dr. Chris van Stratton. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. And uh, Global Health Advisor Clinical at International SOS joining us and talking about World Mental Health Day, uh, which is today. Mental health, a universal human right. And when you see red flags, just make sure, you know, just put up your hand, chat to whoever it is that you feel maybe they've changed in character. Try to do whatever the best that you can. I always say you are your own cheerleader. Every now and then you've got to take the pom-poms out and cheer yourself up. But it's not as easy as that. It can be very, very difficult. But uh, Doc, thank you so much for joining us this evening.